This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Mark Honf and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. Our special guest yet again is Roger Gaynor of Gaynor Financial. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. That certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. And uh, Mark, we know that your favorite subject in school was science. Oh, so we, uh, I'm teasing him on that, but that, that is our, our theme today. And uh, Mark, since uh, Roger, our financial advisor, is on the uh, is in the studio here, I know you want to ask him a question. Well, I did. I mean, uh, we've got the Dow um, hits twenty seven thousand this week. S and P hits three thousand. Both both all time highs. What is going on with the stock market? It just keeps going up and up and up. Does uh, you have any concerns at all in what's happening in the market right now? I have huge concerns. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, last time I was here, I talked about some risks that were building in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also mentioned during that visit that there had been a really rapid change in sentiment. People professionals got very negative very quickly. Professional sentiment versus consumer sentiment. Exactly. We're talking two different things. Consumer sentiment must be awfully high right now, unless it's not consumer sentiment that's driving the market. Well, it is, to a large extent, consumer sentiment and this notion that the Federal Reserve is going to cut rates right. sometime later this month. Yeah, Goldman Sachs all but guaranteed it, right? Yeah, yeah there's exactly. an article that came out this week. All but guarantees a rate cut, um, not only in July, but in September, too. Ooh. Yeah, everybody's Wrong. looking for 50 basis points. Now, That's a big if jump. you step back and think about what does it take for the Federal Reserve to want to cut rates that much, it's that things are getting bad. Right. Okay, they're looking at slowdowns in in a lot of economic metrics. So yeah, we had a good jobs report this week, um, but what they don't tell you is what kind of jobs those are. And, you know, we're seeing a tremendous growth in people holding down two and three jobs just to just to pay, you know, their overhead. So uh, you profits have been down six straight quarters in the <laughs> in the publicly traded companies. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, the stock market keeps going up. Right. Yeah, well, the you know, the stock market keeps going up. Exactly. So this reminds me. I mean, we're all old enough to remember those periods of time under different presidents when the economic news was great, yet the stock market was going down, and the presidents would try to talk up the market. It's like, what's going on with the stock market here? And, and here it's the opposite. That the, the you know the economy appears to be slowing. I mean, uh, I remember Woodrow Wilson, and during that time, no, mm-hmm. never I remember Taft. <laughs> Taft that's right. right? <laughs> Mark always votes for Taft. I'm voting for Taft again in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, anyway, he was the first president to throw out a baseball. He was. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. And, and he didn't throw a strike. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the ground. <laughs> Threw a grounder. <laughs> 
but uh, but anyway, getting getting back to well, what were we talking about? So yeah. so yeah yeah. So, so it's, we're, we're setting records yeah, and, right. and and what the heck? It's it's going up on smoke and mirrors. Yes, it is. Wow. Um, I anybody that's listening and you can see it not just in stocks, you yeah. can see it in bonds, you can see it in the real estate market. These markets are are. are doing things that are very typical of the end of a cycle. Hmm. So valuations take on a life of their own. There's no basis in reality. You right. And you get the public to jump in. It's always when the public jumps in at the end. Well, That's what it, usually happens. Well, right? yeah, because yeah. The, what makes prices go up? It's called the greater fool theory. When, mm-hmm. when I originally got into the industry as a broker, they told me as long as we can find dumber people than us, <laughs> we're going to make money. So when you buy, you just need somebody a little more stupid coming in behind you that's willing to pay more for the same doggone thing. And when you run out of those people, and remember, all markets are Ponzi schemes, right? We need more and more participants to keep prices moving up. And when you take those participants out, prices go back down. It really isn't rocket science here. But we were talking just before we came on the air about valuations, for example, in in multifamily or apartment buildings. Mm -hmm. And the cap rates we're seeing in those are historically low. People are tying up their money and illiquid investments for 3% cash flow. Um, how much upside is in something like that? And Only if the rents are so low as to create the low cap. Because right. remember, stupid is as stupid does. Right. <laughs> so, you know, if, if you're looking at an apartment situation where you're going to add value by taking a C-rated property and turning it into a B-plus property by adding amenities and mm-hmm. remodeling stuff, well, then then you've got a wider moat. But if you're buying into a, A-rated properties and there's huge demand, I'm looking all over the country right now, and I can't find cap rates in the fives almost anywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. That's just ridiculous. So what we're doing with clients is we're going out of these riskier things like retail or or light industrial in, in anticipation of a slowdown. And we're moving into things that will do well in recessions, like mm. self-storage, yeah. um, manufactured housing, mm. uh, um medical office buildings, that kind of stuff. Now, manufactured housing, though, those are kind of like one-off deals, right? Because it's a specific house. No, no. Manufactured housing, you're buying... Basically, firms. trailer parks is what oh. we used to call them, hmm. but the, the nice word now oh, is mo- manu- Oh, not mobile homes. Mobile home parks. Okay, because to me, lines. manufactured housing is different yeah. than, than mobile homes, but okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, well, the, the, the industry likes to call them manufactured housing. Okay. Mm-hmm. But what, you know, we used to call them when I was in college, you know, oh, I got a double wide. Yeah. If <laughs> you've seen some of these things in the last 10 years. Some of them are pretty nice, they actually. They are spectacular. Yeah. All right. They are. Hey, guys, we're going to cut to our. Uh, first commercial break. Here's our first uh, science uh, trivia question. What part of the eye changes shape in LASIK surgery? So if you're getting mm-hmm. LASIK surgery, they're going to change the shape of what part of your eye? Okay? And it's not your eyebrow. I'll give you a hint, right? Okay. <laughs> call 888-912-1190. Be the first caller. Actually, we're going to go uh, to the first three callers. Uh, Tan Bell has been very generous to us, so we're mm. going to give out the first three callers. Uh, the answer, if they answer correctly, this trivia question, what part of the eye changes shape in LASIK surgery? Stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. We're going to be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. 
Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing. Edward Brown here along with Mark Hoff and Nam Fon and our special co extra co-host here, Roger Gaynor. Uh, first trivia question was, what part of the eye changes shape in LASIK surgery? Iris? No. Cornea. 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 Yes. Cornea Copa. <laughs> okay. Roger, uh, <laughs> just before we, we came back on just a couple of minutes ago here, uh, you were starting to talk about what some of the professionals are doing in the stock market. Why don't you share that with the audience? Right. What's drive, in other words, what's driving the stock market to new highs mm-hmm. these days? It's not the stocks that you have been hearing a lot in the news lately. Well, yeah. And if you look at the... Um at the actual performance of individual stocks. Year to date. Yeah. yeah. You're not seeing a whole broad cross-section of the stock market hitting new highs. You're seeing a very narrow concentration, which is very typical of the end of a, of a, of a stage in Interesting. market hmm. rotation. And so this year, we've seen things like boring old stocks, uh, Procter & Gamble, what we call consumer non-durables, yep. the stuff that you consume and doesn't stick around and you got to buy more of it, uh, you know, razor blades and deodorant and soap. Um, Procter & Gamble's up 20% so far this year. Uh, wow. Commonwealth Edison, uh, big utility back east, they're up over 15% so far this year. These are not stocks that are supposed to give you double-digit type returns. Hmm. And you compare that to what Apple has done. Apple over the last 12 months is down over 20% from its highs. Mm -hmm. Um, Look at Google. Uh, It's had some decent runs, but single-digit type stuff. So the so-called FANG stocks you were talking about during the commercial break are the ones that uh, the consumers all continue to want to pile into, but they're underperforming right now. Right. They're making the headlines. Facebook, Amazon, uh, Alphabet or Google, uh, Netflix. Netflix. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So those are the stocks that, that everybody's been focused on for, gosh, the last three or four years. That's mm-hmm. the trade. And hence the narrowing, you know, and I get clients coming in. Well, is that in my portfolio? And I see people with five or six mutual funds and every one of those funds has those five stocks. Um, <laughs> so, you know, yes, so they're nicely <laughs> that's diversification. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So. Take advantage of, uh, to our listeners, of, of this time in the market. I don't know if we got another month, another six months, another 12 months, but you can see the, and feel the risks building. So reposition, take profits, hedge, hmm. put in uh, uh, strategies that will help protect you because some very well-respected people uh, will tell you that the longer we wait before this stuff happens, the worse it gets. Mm-hmm. Well, here, that feeds right into this email question here we received. Uh, that's right up your alley. It says, the markets appear to be moving into new, higher territory. Is now a good time to, to take profits off the table? I would say absolutely. And then hmm. the question is, if you take them off the table, where do you deploy that money? And, you know, one of the things I learned early in my career is that money is constantly in motion. And with the advent of computer trading and, mm. and, and being able to wire money easily, a couple clicks on a computer, you can send huge sums anywhere on the planet. So you're always trying to figure out where's the money going to flow next. Because everybody can't get into the same trade like these FANG stocks we just talked about. Right. And you run out of more people to push those, you know, the greater fool theory again. Mm-hmm. So you have to figure out where's everybody going to go next. And if we look at next, it's 
more conservative type of stocks, more conservative types of real estate. And in the bond market, uh, I would advocate for people to consider bond alternatives. And uh, I even have a white paper that any of our listeners want. They can call into the station or go to my website, www.gainerfinancial.com, or even call our office at 415-331-9030, and we'll be happy to get you uh, a copy of this report. Uh, the white paper was written by a fellow named, by the name of Roger Ibbotson. Roger oh, yeah. Ibbotson. The Ibbotson charts, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's where, how most people know this guy. Yeah. But he's a, a finance professor from uh, Yale and a Nobel Prize winner. And he's done some very interesting studies because of this situation in the bond market. Uh, what kind of, because people have run to the bond market for protection yeah. for so many years. And with rates so low, there's only so much protection you can get there now. Exactly. So we have to look at these alternative strategies. Well, and... Speaking of alternative strategies. Yes, we love that word. <laughs> yeah, we do love that word. I'm going to feed right into Mark on this. So, Mark, there, uh, here's an email that comes in for you. It says, with real estate seeming to slow down in activity, has that affected your business? Give us a little background about you, why you're in that alternative space. So, uh, my company is Pacific Private Money. Uh, Nam and I uh, are the um, kind of number one and number two at, at, uh, at Pacific Private Money. We founded it in 2008, and we are an alternative real estate finance provider that sources its capital from private individuals. So, you know, Roger's talking uh, about, uh, you know, or we're talking about where do you reposition your profits from the stock market or even the sale of real estate? Because there's an awful lot of people taking profits uh, now selling uh at, at all-time highs, uh, apartment buildings, or even single-family homes, thinking that it's probably not going to be much higher a year from now. In fact, it could very well be flat or lower uh, in terms of valuation. So, okay, so you sell an asset uh, at a high uh, as you're taking profits and repositioning. Where do you stick that money? In a money market account and get 1%? Um, in CDs or uh, other types of, you know, semi-liquid investments. You know, we're big fans of Pacific Private Money of uh, alternative investments that involve real estate. And one of the uh, alternatives growing in popularity right now is real estate debt. And that is what we offer to our capital clients at Pacific Private Money is uh, the opportunity to invest in real estate debt. And the good thing about real estate debt is if you believe real estate prices are peaking, cresting, might be down a year from now and or two years from now than they are from today, one of the um, areas you should take a look at and, and strongly consider as a piece of your um, investment portfolio is investing in real estate debt at conservative loan-to-value. So if you think a million-dollar property, well, actually, if you think a $3 million <laughs> property in, in Burlingame, because we just had a loan request come in from a guy in a 3,200-square-foot, nothing-fancy-looking house that has an appraisal that says it's worth 3.1, and I just think that's just... That's $1,000 a foot. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, which is not unusual for, yeah. for you know Bay Area real estate. A lot of communities are at 1000 even $2,000 a square foot yeah. the closer you get to San Jose, uh, or the closer you get to Google or Facebook yeah. campuses, I should say. Um, so it's... Uh, 
if you believe that uh, real estate prices, uh, um, uh, you know, are are basically at their crest, if you're investing in real estate debt at say sixty, sixty-five, maybe even seventy percent loan to today's value, you know, you, you you have an argument to say you're pretty well protected even during the next downturn. Now, of course, if we have a downturn like the one we had in two thousand eight, nine, and ten, then you would probably want to be even more conservative and say maybe I'm going to take a look at some opportunities at 50 to 60 percent loan to value versus 60 to 70 percent. We don't happen to think here at Pacific Private Money that uh, real estate is going to uh, the next downturn is going to be as severe as the last one. Uh, But that notwithstanding, um, real estate debt at conservative uh, loan to values, whether you invest in a fund or you invest directly in a notes or something you should take a hard look at. And we do not think that uh, um, we're not we're we're not concerned about our business. Our business is actually uh, continues to grow and demand for alternative real estate financing sources is something that in California has been on the growth uh, mode for several years and hasn't stopped yet. Well, even if there is a severe downturn, it usually doesn't all happen in one year. So your short term loans, you're you're out of those loans loans before the, the huge drop in price. That's exactly that that's that's true. So yeah. you want to invest also in short term real estate debt. That's that's something that we specialize in here at Pacific Private Money. Short term real estate debt. Okay, we'll we'll get into more of that on, on with both of you. Okay. Uh, second trivia question is which chemical element did the ancients call brimstone? So many, 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 many years ago, fire there was and a, brimstone, fire. Yeah, but this is just <laughs> brimstone. Just brimstone. So, uh, what chemical element did the ancients? We'll call them ancients because we're talking many, many years ago. Uh, they used to call this chemical element brimstone. All right. Uh, call 888-912-1190. The first three callers with the correct answer are going to win the tanning certificate. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. You're listening to the best of investing with your host Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hoff and Nam Fon and Roger Gaynor. Uh, Which chemical element did the ancients call brimstone? It'll make, it'll make sense once I say Is it. Is it carbon? No, sulfur. 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 Right, it's raining sulfur uh, down on them. Okay. The smelly um, stuff. So, yeah. so, Mark, what, um, what, you said your business is growing, but yeah, what kind of loans do you guys make? What rate of return do the investors get? You know, just give us a uh, brief. So we bumped up against a commercial break when we were talking about uh, um, Pacific Private Money and the fact that we're an alternative real estate finance provider. Um, we source our capital from private individuals. So we offer, as an alternative investment strategy, the opportunity to invest uh, in real estate debt. Uh, and the loan source, uh, our, our source of deals is uh, the, t- the borrower that needs uh, access to capital quickly. Um, they might be uh, competing with cash buyers uh, to buy a home, uh, or they may not qualify for bank financing today for many, many different reasons. Uh, maybe they're in their home that has tons of equity. They want to buy their next home. They're downsizing. They're upsizing. They're moving out of town. But uh, they don't want to sell their existing home first, and then what are they going to do? Put their stuff in storage, move into an apartment while they're, you know, out there trying to 
buy their next home. We provide solutions for that. Also, we, we, we do work with people that got l- lower than uh, optimal FICO, FICO scores, uh, self-employed, recently changed jobs. There are just so many reasons why bank financing uh, is probably not uh, a viable option to help you buy real estate uh, in today's market. And that's why companies like Pacific Private Money exist. We're uh, alternative to banks. That's why we're, we're called alternative real estate finance providers. And and yes, our rates are higher, um, but uh, they've been coming down uh, quite a bit. In fact, uh, we continue to see downward pressure because the, of the amount of money that's, that's uh, coming into, uh, especially in California. California real estate financing has been in a, in a growth mode in the alternative sector because of the profits that companies outside of California, especially the, some of the New York finance companies, have seen how much uh, money we're making. And so the 10% note is gone to 9% and it's starting to go to 8% and who knows where the bottom is hopefully not too low because we still got to make a profit around here and stay and keep our lights on (laughs) but uh, that being said um, uh, it's uh, it's a pretty exciting industry that you should know about and for more information go to our website at pacificprivatemoney.com that's pacificprivatemoney.com during the commercial break uh, Roger and I were chatting a little bit about valuations, and uh, he mentioned the FANG stocks, uh, Facebook, uh, Amazon, Netflix, uh, Google, that they're, uh, many of them are, are uh, trending in the opposite direction that the stock market is heading uh, these days. And uh, what's also interesting is that any home that's near any of those company headquarters has valuations right now uh, approaching, and some over $2,000 a square foot. And I will tell you, as a lender, we're not doing a a lot of lending in those neighborhoods because, as to quote Roger, if uh, Google sneezes, uh, those housing, those values per square foot could drop precipitously. And that that's there's not many areas of California that I'm overly concerned about right now, uh, uh, except for uh, the Silicon Valley south of San Francisco and, and, and San Jose North, where you've got these approaching and sometimes over $2,000 square foot valuation. And I just wonder how sustainable those values are. And I do agree with uh, with Roger um, when uh, when you say that uh, those those valuations could go from two thousand to one thousand pretty easily. And that would be an absolutely horrific event for those people who are reliant on that equity. Well, a a lot of the uh, impetus for these crazy valuations, some might call crazy valuations. No. Others would call them, of course it's worth that kind of money, but uh, is is that these properties are being bid up, not with cash, but with an alternative currency called stock. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so, you know, as long as these stock shares are maintaining these high valuations, you have this extra currency that has a very favorable exchange rate to go buy property. When you start to see those valuations going down, the consumer's ability to overpay for a property is going to shrink. It's that Mm -hmm. simple. Right now, we're seeing some you know, IPOs that are helping to offset the weakness in Google and Apple. Right. But, you know, that's not an unlimited supply of, of new currency. Well, you make a good point there because there are, I mean, we're still in an amazing growth curve in tech overall in San Francisco and Silicon Valley. I mean, there are some amazing companies that are 
coming out and I, you know, with IPOs right now and some that are still intending to IPO. I mean, there's still uh, if if uh, if the FANG stocks get replaced with some of these other companies that uh, uh, and some of them blockchain based, there's all kinds of technologies right. that are that are just coming out of the woodwork. Mm-hmm. So I guess one could make an argument that, you know, that there's. There's activity to support the continuation of those prices per square foot that we're talking about in the Silicon Valley area, but it wouldn't take much imagination to think of a scenario where you could see valuations slashed by by 50%. Yeah, well, 50% might be extreme, but I I agree with you. You know, we've seen some IPOs fall flat on their face this year. True. Uh, Uber, Lyft, they Mm -hmm. didn't do super well. There's a few others that haven't done that well either. Mm -hmm. The reason the market has an appetite is because everybody's looking for that next Google or Apple Mm -hmm. or Facebook. And and some of those that went public two or three years ago, I'm not going to mention names, but some of these companies, their valuation is very tenuous because they don't produce anything. Mm-hmm. And their their user base isn't growing. There's one that begins with a T that, you know, all their metrics are headed mm-hmm. south, but their share price is it's been flat, but it hasn't gone down to reflect the the shrinking user base. Airbnb is um, going public at some point soon, right? It's, this year. I think they they're up. Get away I with think it. they're lined up. Yeah. yeah. Go, but so. see, you see a small correction in these types of stocks and the IPO pipeline, the appetite right. for Dries people up. is going to dry up and, and you've lost your fresh your fresh uh, uh, fuel for that fire. Right. You know, we already lost a lot of foreign money that was coming into our markets. Mm-hmm. You know, I've read and talked to people on the peninsula who used to import plane loads of Chinese buyers. Mm-hmm. And they right. would just come with bushels of, you know, suitcases full of cash to go buy properties here in the Bay Area. And with capital controls and other things, uh, we're not seeing those those plane loads. They're, they're coming, you know, maybe they're riding first class, but they're getting into a limo instead of a big luxury bus <laughs> and to drive around. And, and the amazing thing to me is just how many variables there are that play into yeah. what's happening mm-hmm. in the economy. And that's why it makes it so incredibly hard to predict where we're going to be a year from now, because if we could... We'd all be filthy rich and wouldn't be doing the show. <laughs> we do it every no, day. No, we would still we do the show. We would still be doing the show. Yeah, come I, on. I beg to come on, We'd be doing Just the be show bragging about our bank yeah. accounts. Yeah, yeah. listen. Yeah. I'd be you doing know, it from Maui. We're, yeah. <laughs> well, with technology today, That's you That's true. <laughs> all right. Here's our yeah, third well. trivia question, guys. What name is given to a doctor who specializes in skin disorders? All right. Hmm. Call 888-912-1190. The first three callers with the correct answer are going to win the tanning certificate. Uh, what name is given to a doctor who specializes in skin disorders? When we come back, uh, Nam, you've got a deal of the week you want to share, and I might sure. want to share one, too. Excellent. So it'll be interesting. Audience, you won't want to miss this. Stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. We're going to be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hahn, Nam Fon, and Roger Gaynor. Uh, third trivia question. Roger, you know the answer to this one. What name is given to a doctor who specializes in skin disorders? 
Dermatologist. Dermatologist. That is correct. Excellent. All right. Nam, we're going to come right over to you. Give us a deal of the week, basically the kind of loans that you see at Pacific Private Money. Yeah. So Mark was talking earlier about some of the reasons why people come to us. They can't get bank financing. Sometimes they have credit glitches or they have a home that they um, want to purchase before selling their, their primary or departing residence. So we had a deal of the week. Actually, this is a little while ago, but we're also dealing with one, I think, right now where it's a divorce situation, but it's not finalized. So you have a couple who are getting divorced, and uh, one of them wants to maybe buy out the other or buy, and um, a lot of conventional lenders won't make a loan until the divorce is finalized. So uh, we will. We'll be able to. We've in done it case. quite a bit, in fact. We've yeah. done many, many examples like that that we've done. And this was a bridge loan. Um, so it, it was one, I think, uh, in San Rafael last year for uh, over a million dollars, where it was amicable, um, but essentially they couldn't get buying, bank financing, and we helped them out. By the way, being an amicable divorce is not a requirement to get a loan from us. So. True. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> we want to meet you both and see you in the same room and yeah, make sure everything's exactly. okay. Um, and then, uh, okay, so. You we did a bridge loan. Bridge loan. Okay. Uh, once the divorce is finalized, then uh, the they'll get a conventional bank loan and refinance out of ours. Okay. So, so. I have a deal of the day that might not be a deal, but I just I, I just want to throw it out there because yeah. it, it has to do with what we were talking about earlier about um, kind of. Ex- it, Arguably excessive valuation in certain Bay Area neighborhoods. So we got a loan request until today, in fact, um, in the city of Burlingame, uh, 3,200-square-foot home. The appraisal that was uh, offered up by the referring broker showed a home value of $3.1 million, so roughly $1,000 a square foot. Nothing fancy about this house. A 3,200-square-foot house is not small, but it's not unusual. A lot of uh, subdivisions that have been built in the last 20 years include homes around that size. And uh, what was interesting about the loan request is he has a first and a second on the property. And he's looking for a third. Now, the first and the second are with a local uh, well-known bank, so that's both bank financing in the first and second position. And he's looking for roughly about $400,000 cash out. The loans are at such an amount that when you would add a $400,000 third to the existing first and second and divide it by the appraised valuation of $3.1 million, you're at about 55% combined loan to value we also call it CLTV combined loan to value in the industry so as a lender when we get a loan request like that third position in a neighborhood that you know we might have some concerns about you know continuing valuations uh, at at that range uh, for a home like that is that a good loan is that a loan that you know, that's an alternative finance company loan request because there aren't any banks out there that would do thirds. And clearly he, he must have gone to his bank who holds the second to see if they would increase it. And they must have said no. So now you're talking about private money or alternative finance. And so we got that loan request. Now, if I believe that there is a probability that something could happen in the next couple of years that would drive prices down uh, potentially. Uh, would I take a risk with, you know, other people's money, other people's capital? And uh, 
and make a loan like that. 55, 55% combined loan to value seems really conservative, right? The, the, it's funny, the, the agent that brought it in, hey, it's a no-brainer. You know, how often do we hear that in this business? Yeah, but if he doesn't put his money into it. He just gets a commission. I think mm. he means you have to have no brains. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and in fact, it's probably one we're not going to green light. Yeah. Not because the guy doesn't have good credit. He has really good credit. Not because the guy doesn't have uh, a balance sheet. He, he does. Uh, uh, a lot of it is is in a stock that's not yet marketable, mm-hmm. um, qualified stocks and, and uh, options rewards. Restricted. Yeah, restricted, right. So, um, you know, I, at, at, at this point in the cycle, um, there are, you know, I, I'll, I would love and do in a heartbeat a 55% combined loan-to-value third in many markets uh, in California. But... You know, that market that includes, you know, south of South San Francisco down to San Jose, I just I, I'm just even though I don't believe we're heading into something that severe um, in the next couple of well, years. Also, what I heard about that loan, it's not like the guy says, oh, yeah, I'm selling the property tomorrow. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's a longer term play. His his uh, options or his stock needs to become unrestricted. So it's just, you know, a very interesting times. And this is the type of kind of holistic approach you have have to take. You can't, in, in our business, if you want to have a thriving alternative finance uh, company, you can't just have strict ground rules. In fact, people ask us for rate sheets all the time, and we don't have one because there's too many variables. How fast do you need the money? What's your credit score? What's your income? Where's the property located? So we have to look at marketability. You know, so there's just a lot of factors that go in, but, you know, my gut check tells me, well, that's probably not a loan we're going to green light just yeah. because, you you know, I just I would not feel comfortable put, you know, as someone who makes decisions using other people's capital, um, that that is something that uh, meets the eye uh, to be a true 55 sure. percent loan to value exposure. I don't know that that's true in a long term play right now. Good point. And I actually have uh, a little deal of the week here where it uh, looks like it's going to be a construction rehab deal in San Francisco. There's an existing first, and uh, we're looking to do a second. Uh, It's going to be what they call funds control. So we don't just give the money to the guy and say, gee, sure, hope you're going to build it. It's uh, We already have the construction draw request form, and, and as the construction goes forward, then the money gets released. And the loaned value will turn out to be closer to 50%. So when he finishes the two units, as soon as he sells the first one, because it's not apartments, they're actual like, condos that he can separate, uh, then we'll get paid off in full. And the guy's got really phenomenal credit. He's got an 800 FICO score. Wow. And funds control is pretty standard practice with construction yeah. lending, right? Where it, you're it is, releasing yeah. funds in tranches as the developer or builder hits certain milestone. That's right. Do the yeah. work first, then we reimburse you. Yeah, that, that's, that's smart. Exactly. You know, All right. That's, that's one of the Do biggest... I get a deal of the week? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have we a deal for you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for the next five minutes, free money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Call quickly. That's it. Um, impulse why? Good. No, I, it's yep. just something we were talking about during the break. You, you had brought up how these valuations are really emanating out from these... Uh, light or uh, energy sources, Google, Facebook, Twitter, those kinds of companies. And, um, you know, if, if you're in a neighborhood that you're concerned about the current valuations, and, you know, I check, I check Zillow all the time for clients that want to refinance and we just to get a general idea. 
and in a lot of pocket neighborhoods in the Bay Area, we're seeing over the last few months the the Zillow estimates going down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So if you're concerned about you know because part of my plan is to downsize in five years mm-hmm. or ten years and yep. you know but gee I'd really like to know that that equity is going to be there for me. Boy, that's a good time. There to, are to ways liquidate. to if yeah. you're not ready to liquidate and downsize, you want to hedge. And we're going to talk about that in the next segment when we uh, come back. Stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. We come back. Roger's going to share about how that equity can be uh, attained or uh, uh, accessed. I guess is a better word. All right. Stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. We're going to be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hoff and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money and Roger Gaynor of Gaynor Financial. Didn't have a trivia question, but uh, before we get on to Roger's deal of the week, Nam, how do people get a hold of you if they need uh, to access real estate money? Two ways. They can call us at 415-883-2150. That number again is 415-888-2150. Or they can go online and find us at www. PacificPrivateMoney.com. And they can access not only uh, borrowing money, but also potentially investing with yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And Roger, Gain, uh, Roger Gainer, deal, uh, give, give us your deal of the week. Well, my deal of the week is, is, is a suggestion to you homeowners that are listening on how to really hold on to your equity. You know, it's, it's really nice and exciting. And I go to parties or I get together with friends. And I go, can you believe what my house is worth or what the house up the block went yeah. for? And my God, uh, the equity is fantastic. I, yeah. I have clients coming in going, well, I didn't save any money, but I have a house, uh, you know, in Pacific Heights in San Francisco. It's worth six million dollars for my 3000 square foot house, yeah. <laughs> by the way. Yes, that. <laughs> True story, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a sure. true story. Yeah, and and you know, and gee, if I don't get that, I, I'm not going to be able to retire. But I'm not quite ready to move out of the neighborhood. And they don't want to do a reverse mortgage. And either. they well, or they're too young to do a reverse oh, yeah, mortgage. Yeah. Yeah. You, you really got to be in your late sixties yeah. uh, for a reverse mortgage to be effective yeah. because of the discounts on exactly. life expectancy. Yeah. But there are strategies that are, are very interesting where you can hedge. The valuation, you can kind of lock in the value at current levels and uh, and have people co-invest in, in your home and in any change of value going forward. And these are very interesting strategies. Um, we've always helped clients understand why it's important to pay off your mortgage on your balance sheet, hmm. not to the bank or the other lenders because of the diversification. So if mm-hmm. I've got a, a million dollar house with an $800,000 mortgage and I got $800,000 liquid, my balance sheet shows no debt, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. But two things I've gained. I've gained diversification against the market drop because I've already got my cash out of the property. And I've gained a rate of return on my home equity. I mean, I'd say that your your balance sheet does show debt, but it doesn't show a difference in net worth. Your, your bottom line net. Your bottom line right. out. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. what I'm talking yeah. about. Gotcha. There's no net debt. Correct. Okay. So yeah, the guy who has the house paid off, I mean, think of all those people in, uh, up in, in, in uh, yeah, Paradise. Paradise. And up there, if you had your house paid off, 
you didn't have any money in many cases to rebuild. You had to wait for an outside agency, FEMA or the right. insurance company. Yeah. But if I had cash in the bank, I could go get the be the first guy in line for a contractor for permits and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. I can move much quicker and I'm in a stronger position to, to negotiate with my bank, mm-hmm. and, you know, because yeah. I'm, I'm not desperate. Right. You know, and, and so you're diversified. If you if you pay off your house on your balance sheet, anybody interested in understanding how to do that, get a hold of me. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to hedge uh, uh, the, the great uh, appreciation in your property, give us a call. 415-331-9030 or con- contact us through the website www.gainerfinancial.com. But One of the things I like about you, Roger, is you're not just a stocks guy. You're not just pushing the stock market. You've right. got uh, you've got a breadth of, of knowledge on financial uh, advisory that encompasses real estate, alternative investments, and, of course, stocks and bonds. So thank you. Thank, thank you, you for that. And I think when I turn 60, I'm going to go to, for a reverse mortgage and just tell them, say, listen, I promise to die by 72. So give me as much as possible. Yes. Okay. Here's our thoughts for the day. Again, Roger Gaynor, thank you for joining us. Uh, thoughts for the day. Be decisive. Right or wrong, make a decision. The road of life is paved with flat squirrels who couldn't make a decision. <laughs> Not true. I almost and created one the other day. Thankfully, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't feel the thump thump. I felt very good about that. Oh, good. Because if you hear thump, thump, then you got to back up and go thump, thump again. Right. Okay. And sometimes the thoughts in my head get so bored, they go out for a stroll through my mouth. This is rarely a good thing. (laughs) Agreed. I agree. Okay. All right, guys. uh, Tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown. Wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for The Best of Investing on the Bay Area's Business Leader. AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast.